You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on the 9th day of September 2020, and we're going to be talking about what I am calling the great caravan of mediocrity. That is really throwing a gigantic wrench into the American League playoff picture. This show is available on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app or available wherever you get your podcasts. When you're staying at home during these trying times, make sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. I am on Twitter at Sully Baseball and Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. I'm dropping this a little bit late. I was going to record it last night, and well, you know what? Life sometimes gets in the way, but I am dropping this episode today. And the game has already begun, and the Tigers have fallen behind badly to the Milwaukee Brewers at this point, which kind of throws a little bit of a wrench into what I was going to talk about. Last night's slate of games, for my desire to have absolute anarchy in the American League playoff picture, almost was a perfect night. If two things happened, it would have been the most perfect night of screwing everything up baseball. If the A's had held on to their 4 nothing lead, and if the Mariners had held on to their 5-1 to one lead they had over San Francisco, if those two leads were held, both the A's and the Mariners blew the leads, then everything would have gone right for my desire to have anarchy. As it stands right now, it's still pretty, pretty weird. The Houston Astros are one game above 500. It took a wild comeback to do that. And they still have to play two more games against the Oakland A's, who are, say it with me, better than the Astros. It's not clear whether or not Justin Verlander or Lance McCullers Jr. are going to be back to play the last couple of weeks of the season. The Astros desperately need them. But then again, even if they do come back, are we assuming that they're coming back at full strength? And the New York Yankees are in an absolute nosedive. They are a 500 team right now. They have lost as many games as they've won. And as of this recording right now, they have the eighth and final playoff spot. Now, this is what I'm going to be talking about, the caravan of mediocrity. With a eight teams from the American League going to be going to the postseason, that means the chances of a thoroughly mediocre and possibly team with a losing record making the postseason this year is really pretty much on the table. The Yankees would make the postseason even though they're 500. The thing that should be a little alarming was after the Yankees swept the Red Sox and really made the Red Sox look terrible, And they, at the time, had, say it with me, the best record in baseball. On the 17th of August, the Yankees had the best record in baseball. 16-6. and 
10 games above 500. Best in terms of winning percentage. The Dodgers had played more games and they were 17-7. But it looked like those were the two teams to beat. But after that day, the Yankees have played 20 games and have lost 15 of them. And they've had the lead in a really, really large number of those games. They've had games where they smacked around good starting pitching like they did the Hunjing Ryu the other day. And they've had games where Jay Happ pitches very well like last night. And the Yankees are finding ways to lose all of them. In fact, in all of baseball, only two teams have played worse than the Yankees in the last 20 games. And that have been the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks who are 3-17. and And also the Texas Rangers, who are 3-16, and most of those games have been since they complained that Fernando Tatis Jr. disrespected them by hitting a grand slam. But this is not about the Rangers. This is about the Yankees. The Yankees are at 500. Now, let's just say these two events happen today. The Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo win against Davy Cruz and the Yankees. They're not exactly throwing Ron Guidry in his prime, or even Ron Guidry now, for that matter. They're throwing Davy Cruz. He was a competent pitcher, but again, not money in the bank. Plus, the Yankees, as Susan Waldman said in the broadcast yesterday, getting runs is like pulling teeth from them. And let's just say the Orioles beat Rick Porcello and the Mets. Again, not an outlandish scenario. If that happens, two things will be a reality. The Orioles will have leapfrogged the Yankees into the eighth spot. And those teams will start playing a series against each other starting on Thursday. Which means the following. If the Orioles win today, if, if it's just on them, if they just win today, then they control their own destiny about moving ahead of the Yankees. Because if they win, even if the Yankees win, only half a game would separate them. And that means when they play head-to-head, winning that series would put them in position to have the number eight spot, even with about a little more than a week to go. Now, the Tigers also were on an absolute mission to do the same thing because even okay the Tigers haven't lost yet but as of this recording the Astros the Yankees the Orioles and the Tigers are all tied in the loss column now what's frustrating is that if the A's had held on then the Astros would be behind that group in the loss column if the Mariners had won the Mariners would only the Mariners would be tied with the Astros in the loss column. You understand that it almost was more crazy. A caravan of mediocre teams are throwing a wrench into the extended playoffs. Now, if this was a normal situation, then you would be talking about the two wild card teams would probably be uh, the. Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo and the Minnesota Twins, and you'd have the Yankees and the Astros scrambling to get that second wild card spot. Well, the two extra spots are supposed to make it a little easier, but you know these three teams that were sellers—Baltimore, Detroit, Seattle—you 
have all they're, they're, they're all mediocre teams. It's not that any one of those teams are like, oh my God, they're a surprise winner. No, none of them are a surprise winner. They're still losing records on those teams. They're pretty much where you'd expect them to be. You know, you expect them to have a losing record in a 60-game season. You might have a slight bump here or there because of winning streaks like those teams had. But there's also no pressure on any one of those teams. And that, to me, is what makes this the most intriguing part of the caravan of mediocrity, is what it will mean for those franchises and what it could potentially mean for the Astros and the Yankees. And the fact that those two teams, the Astros and the Yankees, better find some energy to push themselves into the postseason. And maybe what they need is a built bar. Because built bar is going to give you that energy. Let me tell you something. I've had a couple of boxes of built bars. They're great. And they've had, the, I love their flavors. I talked about German chocolate cake. The, that flavor is great. The mint brownie one is great. My personal favorite one is the chocolate raspberry. I think that's delicious. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and there's six new flavors that are terrific. Lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, I like that. Uh, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, carrot cake. I actually haven't had the carrot cake one. I realize, okay, maybe I have to try the carrot cake one. I haven't had that one yet. And apple almond crisp. They're all terrific. I can't, and I'm assuming the carrot cake one is as well. It's the one I haven't had. Milk um, bars are healthy. They're built for a health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's great for the keto diet. And look at, let's take one of the peanut butter one. You got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carb. Uh, this new, the new one, which is shooting up there in terms of my favorite, is cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carb. And guess what? You can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 Built Bar order at BuiltBar.com. You know, I mentioned the fact that the Yankees had the best record in baseball less than a month ago, and now they're stumbling around. Now, of course, they've had injuries, but everybody's had injuries. Everyone's had setbacks. And, of course, this is a product of a 60-game season. Chances are, over 162 games, players get healthy, you have some of the teams I just mentioned, the caravan of mediocrity goes on a huge slide. All these things would happen over 162 games, but that's not what's on the menu this year. What's on the menu this year is a short season. And there have been instances in the major sports where there have been shortened seasons or seasons where there's a strike in the middle of it, or in the case of football in 1987, where there were replacement players. And in the end, there is a title that is bestowed upon a team. And it doesn't say, and it was a shortened season, we're replacing blah, 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 blah. The Washington Redskins beat the Denver Broncos that year when there were replacement players in the NFL. And the fans in Washington can talk about that Super Bowl title proudly. 
They can't talk about the name of their team proudly, but they can talk about what they did. The folks in San Antonio got themselves a championship in a year where they only played half an NBA season in 1999. Now, I'm sure some people look at it with a slight asterisk, and of course it certainly helped the San Antonio Spurs legacy that they won a whole pile of championships afterwards. The Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series in 1981, a year where the Cincinnati Reds had the best overall record, but because of how they split the season, the Reds couldn't make the postseason in that format. It's not fair, but you go to L.A., you go down the five from where I'm standing right now, and you can go to Dodger Stadium. They got the 81 banner flying proudly there, and for the likes of Valenzuela and for Steve Garvey, and for Bill Russell, and Ron Say, and Davey Lopes, and Rick Monday, and all those players, great Dodgers over the years, Burt Hooten, that they won their World Series title. And I'm sure they look at their rings and don't look at it and say, well, you know, but it was a split season. This is what we've got. And there will be a World Series champion this year. And if your team does not make the postseason, with sky-high expectations, that is going to hang on the team. Now, for the Yankees, who got to the seventh game of the ALCS in uh, 2017. They got smacked around by the Red Sox in 2018. They lost on the Altuve home run last year. But each one of those three had an aura of Wait a minute, were the Astros playing the up and up? Were the Red Sox playing the up and up? Well, they sure didn't look that way based on all the the suspensions of the managers and everything like that. So, this was their year. In fact, they poached themselves an ace. They got themselves an ace in Garrett Cole. Everything was lined up. Now, boom, you'll lose Giancarlo Stanton, who is becoming the Carl Pavano of sluggers high-profile person in Florida who bombs out in New York. He's really been a colossal bust with the Yankees. And, of course, Aaron Judge is hurt. But you know what? You still got to score runs. You're still the Yankees. Okay? But the team that has the most on the line and cannot possibly afford to miss the playoffs based upon legacy based upon narrative. And Astro fans, you're not going to want to hear this. But if the Astros finish around 500, if they finish below 500, if they miss the playoffs in an extended playoff with a sub-500 record, even in a 60-game season, there is no way that team will be able to live it down. None. Because do you know what will happen? You're going to hate this. I can hear H-Town rolling his eyes. I can hear every defensive Astros fan in the world thinking this. But this is what will happen. People will look and say, ah, you see, none of it was legit. They were cheating the whole time. You see, once they got caught on, once people started following them, they couldn't even break 500. They couldn't even make the playoffs. Look at them. Of course they were cheating the whole time. And yes, you can point to the fact they lost Verlander. They're not playing Altuve. They're, it's, they, the rash of injuries on the team. Their starting rotation is decimated. Their bullpen is decimated. Doesn't matter. None of that matters. The narrative will be 
You see, those three years, 2017, 2018, 2019, where they got the ALCS each one of those years, went to two of those World Series, won one of those World Series, almost won two of them, those will be looked upon as the results of cheaters, and the the results of 2020 will be the confirmation of it. Whether or not that's true, whether or not that's fair, that's what will happen. And you can scream at the tides all you want. That's what's on the line for those two big franchises. Big budget franchises. Sky-high expectations. What happens if Baltimore, Seattle, and Detroit don't make the postseason? Nothing. No one thought they were going to do anything. Even they didn't think they were going to do anything. They were selling off their players. And and they're not doing great, as I pointed out. They're all sub-500 teams. But the fact that they're sub-500 teams who are knocking on the door, and not because the Twins or the White Sox or the Rays are floundering, but because the Yankees and the Astros are floundering, there's a lot to be said for the high expectations, for the cloud of suspicion over Houston and expectations over the Yankees. I think it's safe to say the Yankees are not the favorite to win the World Series, even if they do sneak into the postseason. And we'd be starting our second decade without a Yankee pennant. But that's what's on the line. And what is causing the agita for these two once-proud franchises? Quite simply, the great caravan of mediocrity. So let's see what happens. And if the A's win and the Blue Jays win, smacking the Yankees and smacking the Astros a little bit more today, it's going to cause havoc, even if the Tigers, Mariners, and the Orioles don't win today. So let's find out what happens. Go to the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app and go to all the places where you get your podcasts. This has been Locked On MLB for the ninth day of September 2020. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Embrace the mediocrity. And you can call me Sullivan.